Hey, what's up? Welcome back to the Soccer Dad Show. In today's episode, I'm going to be talking about the three things that are stopping your child from listening to you when you're on the sidelines in game or in practice at tournaments. I've seen these things happen thousands of times. So let's get into today's episode. All right, now the first, and in my mind, this is, I think, the most common thing. You'll see it right above me. It's when your child will tell you, Dad, you don't know what you're talking about. You haven't played. Um, you don't have any experience. Why should I listen to you? This is a very common objection that most kids have. And even I, I think about it when I was growing up. My dad didn't play soccer. Right? He played tennis. So I always felt when he would tell me things to do in soccer, I was like, dude, you didn't play. <laughs> like, why, why are you trying to tell me what to do? Um, you haven't played this before. But I see this happen nonstop. I see this happen at tournaments when you know dads will, will go to their son after a game and try to talk to them. And I see kids, they'll just like try to, to shrug their, their parents away. Um, and it's because the, the child has this belief that uh, even if you did play, that you don't know what you're talking about. And this is why I think it's so important uh, for dads to really learn how to communicate properly to their child. And I think there's a big difference between like overstepping and overcoaching and encouraging and saying the right things. All right? And that's really the whole point of this channel is to, to start talking about these things that uh, you know that these things happen all the time, all right? But that's the first one is you don't know what you're talking about, you haven't played, you have zero experience, so why in, the, why in the world should I listen to you, all right? And the way you get past that is through proper communication, saying the right things, and also letting them talk, not just talking, all right? And oftentimes listening to your child is, is the best form of communication um, when we're talking about athletes, right? Specifically here in soccer. All right, so that's number one is that objection, all right? Number two, this, this is a lot more important than uh, dads or, or parents on the sideline think. This is so important, but it's your body language on the sideline. Your body language it, even if you don't say anything, right? It, that can destroy your child's confidence. And let me give you a good example. Uh, this happened a couple of weeks ago, actually. I went to go watch a high school game. And one of the players that I trained, this is the player that trains with me privately uh, in, in my group coaching program uh, here in Texas. And you know, during the game, when she does certain things, she'll look over at the sideline at her dad to see what his reaction is, right? And this is the thing, like children always want validation. And it doesn't matter if they're four years old, 10 years old, or even high school. Every kid wants validation from their parents. And if they look over at you and you look just absolutely disgusted or you say something or you look at them a certain way, that makes their entire game crumble, all right? And that doesn't mean you have to smile every time they look at you and, and cheer them up every time they look at you. I'm not saying that. Um, but what I see 
uh, and I see this in every single age group, the body language on the sideline from the actual parent, like, that can make or break players. And I see a lot of parents, they, they don't understand that. So they'll say things or do things on the sideline, not to just their own kids, but to even, even other kids on the, on the same team, right? And if you don't uh, recognize what I'm talking about, you might be one of the parents I'm talking about, <laughs> right? You might be one of them. So again, the way you do this is it's gonna be by, by understanding how to communicate better, um, really how to, like, how to act and behave on the sideline. And I, and I mean that in the nicest way possible. Um, and, you know, I'll be telling you some stories coming up on this channel, so make sure and subscribe. Um, I'll, I'll be telling some insane stories, things that I've seen over the past 12 years of, you know, players who are great and their confidence just gets taken from them in two seconds because of one thing that their parent did on the sideline. All right. So that is very key. So being able to control that keeping your emotions in check and also too, like saying things to the ref and I'll have other videos on this, but saying things to the ref during the game, that's, that screws with your uh, child's uh, mindset. Cause now they're worried about what you're saying while they're playing and they're thinking about what their coach is saying while they're playing. Like there's too many different things uh, happening uh, during the game uh, and you adding into the mix is, is not, uh, is not good. All right. The next one here, this is, this happens with every player, right? It happened with me growing up. Um, and, you know, this is, I'll just paint the picture here. The game is over. Uh, your child didn't play good. They get in, into the car. They either start crying or they start complaining or maybe they don't say anything at all, uh, which is, I think, more common now. Players will just get in the car and they just, they want to tune out what happened the last two hours. They want to try to forget about it. They want to like go straight to their phone or they want to listen to music. They, they don't want to communicate about what just happened. And a lot of parents, what they'll do is they'll use that time to try to coach their kid about what they could have done better, what they screwed up on, um, how many times they missed uh, <laughs> scoring, uh, how many missed passes they had, uh, how they could be more aggressive. And it's like this, it's like this coaching lesson that happens right when the player gets in the car. And right when that happens, typically children will, will just tune out. They, they, they will, they won't listen. They'll, they'll just sit there and just be like, uh-huh, uh-huh. And they're not listening because you're not their coach. Um, and it goes back to the first point I made, which is like, if you haven't played before, they, they don't, they don't vibe with what you're saying. Right. But, uh, and, and this is crazy. I saw this happen a couple days ago. I was driving home. This was, uh, I was leaving uh, one of the sessions of the kids that I was working with. Um, and we were near this club complex and I was pulling in to the club complex and I saw a kid get in the car and this is after practice, right? This is not even a game, this is after practice. I saw one of the parents, he was just pointing his finger at his son, like yelling at him, screaming at him in the car. This was like right as the kid get, got in the car. Right? Now, this is common. This is normal. And maybe that kid was just misbehaving. Maybe he was, uh, wasn't was paying attention at practice, whatever it is. And, and ultimately, parents can discipline their kids however they want. And, and kids need discipline, right? Like, I'm going to be very clear on that. Kids need a lot of discipline. But what happens in the car 
that destroys a lot of players. One thing that you say as a parent can disrupt everything in, in a season. Like your kid, your child could be playing great. One little thing gets them thrown off. And that's how it is, right? Kids are very sensitive, very, very sensitive. And it's not just like that with, as, you know, with parents. It's like that with their coach too, right? And I'm going to give you a bonus one, all right? We've gone through three. But the fourth is when you, know, when you say things from the sidelines, right? When you say things from the sidelines that conflict with what the coach is saying, it makes your son or daughter not trust you more because if you're telling them to shoot and their coach is telling them to pass or their coach is telling them to dribble and you're saying to pass and you're saying clear the ball and the coach is saying dribble like typically players will listen to their parents over their coaches but the coach doesn't want that the coach is trying to coach all right so that's where you have to let them coach and not try to give so many instructions from the sideline right and i've seen this happen as players get more and more competitive and i'm talking about like higher level club soccer here when i say this uh typically at those levels the parents become quieter because they they know it's like the coach's job right but it doesn't matter really what level uh your child is at giving too much instruction while the coach is talking kills everything right and it's very hard for a player who's in the middle of the field to play, right, and try to play with freedom, with confidence, and then on one side of the field, their coach is screaming at them to do something, and then on the other side of the field, you're screaming at them, and it's like three things happening at once. No one on the planet is, is that good at multitasking, especially a 10-year-old kid, all right? So I hope this video helps. If you are a soccer dad and you want to connect with me, I'd love to jump on a free uh, Zoom call with you. I'd love to meet you, chat with you, see how I can help. Um, that's my mission this year on YouTube. I'm going to be putting out a lot of free content, um, at least one video every single week. And uh, if you want to jump on that call with me, simply, all right, all you need to do is text me this number. It's right above my head. Just shoot me a text at 210-960-5771. It's the fastest way to get in touch with me. I can probably set that Zoom call up with you probably in the next couple of days. Uh, that's it for this video. If you liked it, make sure to subscribe, um, leave a comment. If you want to chat with me, you got my number right there and, uh, see you later.